Union of the Unwanted. We're back December 12th, 2022. Year in wrap up. Ricky, take it away. What's up? Another, well, the last Union of the Unwanted. We have to get better at telling people when we're going to do these because I've had a couple of people like, hey, you guys are skipping weeks and people do enjoy watching this live. And as you know, Mike, you have a live show. Uh, people enjoy catching it live. So, uh, so please check out theunionofdonwanted.com. I don't know where that URL takes you anymore because we got kicked off Linktree. But you can find us on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, obviously, you can follow all of our personal accounts and we'll try to do our best with sharing when we're going to go live so you guys can catch it live. But typically, it's every other Monday uh, on Rockfin. Maybe we should also start streaming. People have also requested streaming it on Rumble and uh, multi-streaming in different locations. So uh, maybe that's something we'll, we'll talk about later and, and try to you know, spread the love on other platforms also. But Rockfin, and of course, this is the end of the year. There's plenty of things to talk about, plenty of things to reflect on. And uh, I'm not sure where you guys want to start, but we have, uh, you know, we could hit on some what was important in 2022, maybe uh, some predictions for the future. Uh, Mike, Charlie, Sam, you guys have any uh, any starting points? <laughs> Sorry, Mike, I didn't mind it. I mean to throw you a curveball. <laughs> I didn't want to send you the hard questions quickly, but um, next year more of the same. I suppose more. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Charlie, what do you, what what are your guys' opinion? What's uh what stories do you? Maybe we could talk because the thing is, I I do feel like all of us as researchers or consumers of information, we sometimes it's like you got to filter out the things that aren't important because we constantly have so much going on. It's impossible to keep up with all of it. And then there's certain stories that we're like, okay, this is the thing that maybe needs a little bit more attention and uh, will be something that I, I should spend a little bit more time on. Uh, is there any stories that you guys think were like super important in, in 2022 that you think we'll end up reflecting on and saying, yeah, that was an important thing that happened, event that happened in history? Yeah, I think the Ukraine, obviously. Uh, Ukraine... Uh, F uh, FTS or what was that? Uh, FTX. FTX and the Twitter files. I think those are three, even though I don't think I'm not a, a huge, I don't have any faith in a billionaire come to save us. I'm going to derail this shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you're, you're unmuted, bro. Um, <laughs> we can hear that you're going to un un derail this thing. Thank, so thank God. You. I'm just happy the audio worked, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the three i think are the three biggest but i mean i think those are huge and then basically whether they lead to anything i do not know but those are three big stories to me so those are my things steve's got a good idea of where the future's going I mean, every single Whoa. morning you're on there on for three hours talking about it i feel like if anyone would know I, I got to say what's uh, what's uh, huge to me is the WHO pandemic treaty. That's where they're going to uh, implement steps to further restrict travel. The central bank digital currency being rolled out on a 12-week pilot program by the New York Fed. Very uh, something to certainly pay attention to. Uh, and to where Elon Musk is concerned, I, I would focus more on the fact that he wants to turn Twitter into the American or Western version of WeChat, which is the Chinese one app where uh, their entire lives and you know social credit and behavior are all tied into it. And that's something that Elon Musk has been very 
forthright about, uh, as well as advocating that uh, Internet 3.0 or 4.0 is going to be the Internet via your effectively what your neural link would be. Um, so all of these steps is they they try to push this technocratic panopticon and um, sell us a, a vision of AI that can't be produced yet while still maintaining a, a surveillance empire that effectively works the way that they want the AI to. So a fun year is what you're saying. Uh, reason to uh, reason to take mushrooms and roll around naked in a hammock with your loved one. Yeah. <laughs> you're always doing deep dives on stories that you find need that attention like we we're referring to what what stories caught your attention that you think are some of the more important episodes you've done and some of the more important topics i mean obviously the whole uh the idea that what's happening in Ukraine is ushering in a lot of the stuff that Steve is talking about. Like, I feel like that's a complete, um, it just totally dovetails, dovetails and follows on all the COVID stuff. So you see them getting ready for, um, I don't know if it's going to be climate lockdowns or what, and the way it's manipulating energy supplies, the food shortage idea, this food crisis, highly manufactured, and it's got, it's, it's uh, roots in a lot of deep history from decades back at that's been in the works. So I think we're just seeing a lot of culmination of, you know, they saw how far they could go with COVID and how people took it for two years. I mean, I think they just kept rolling that thing out and saw how much people would take. And I think they're just going to build on the shoulders of that. And I feel like that's what we're seeing. You know, Ukraine is a stepping point, a step, a step stone and so is the climate stuff. I think that's probably what we're going to see in 2023 is more of that. For sure. The climate thing. I was uh, talking to my father today and he was thinking about what to do next because he has pension in like three years. And I was like, start investing. And he was like, how do I do that? So I put on Bloomberg TV for him. Unfortunately, we hadn't subtitles, had to translate everything. But they had on the side panel that the biggest economic countries are going to start a climate panel climate panel and they're gonna start some climate bureau like the FBI thing. And I said that and he looked at me like Huh because I've been talking about this shit for years and then it was on the TV and he was like Yeah, that's that's weird. So I think the climate scam is going to go full force next year. And you see now they're adding to that, like uh, when you buy something, they'll say if you pay more, it's like at a lower climate footprint, but you're getting nothing. It's like a voluntary climate tax that's on stuff that we're buying. I don't know if that's everywhere, but I'm yeah, seeing it. I, we have it on, on our on our milk. When you buy the milk, you can on the backside of the milk, it says if you want to lower your climate footprint, you can like it's a QR code. I've never tried it. Yeah, pay more money. Like who is getting yeah. that? Where's the due diligence? Like where that money's going? But it's just Dude. this idea that they're entering into a voluntary climate tax, which of course will not be voluntary for long. Same thing with the financial taxes, like the universal financial tax, um, international. Like there's these are ways to kind of backdoor world government, which would be two things like enforcement and taxation. So you need the police function, you need tax function. And I think they're introducing like the worldwide tax concept you get social credit bonus points if you punch yourself in the dick on camera no, uh, no but in, in canada you get extra on the, Steve, <laughs> wrong 
uh, on the back of the milk, it it says that um, you can lower your climate footprint in Canada by killing yourself, which is convenient. So my, here's my question to this panel. I mean, so I live in Los Angeles. I would love to get out. And they're going to try. They've tried before to do a lockdown. Everybody pushed back. I know there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. Do you think that based on, in my humble opinion, weapons of mass destruction, Russia gate, these Twitter files, uh, COVID, that people are are going to just go along with it again? Yes. <laughs> I feel like they always do until know, like, it's so obvious. And then I feel like every time they trick the, the majority of the population, like there's always a little bit of a awakening to some small portion, right? Like there's always some people that that becomes their red pill, right? That event like COVID was a lot of people's red pill, you know, I'll, I'll, throughout history, you know, 9-11, you look at every event, they trick a lot of people, but and then a small percentage gets red pilled by the the whole, you know, false flag event or or um you know all the all the conspiracies that that revolve around it uh but the next one always seems to surprisingly uh trick a huge percentage of the population again it seems like the climate change thing is another one it's like how many times is government going to lie to you before you snap out of it i mean when we were growing up many of us are the same age when we were growing up like weed was the gateway drug to, to everything right and now i live in massachusetts I mean, there's you can buy weed around uh, at every corner. There's there's a store everywhere, and this is the same thing that the government was trying to protect you from and locking people up for, and all this stuff. And it's like you see all these just examples of how the government doesn't really care about what's best for you. They're basically organized crime. They're mob mobsters who want their cut, and when they get their cut, they're okay with it. And uh, that's what happened with weed. That's what ha you know moonshine. So, you know, I have the similar uh, perspective on moonshine. Like it's easy to make. That's why it's illegal. You know, they don't they want you to buy their shit that they can tax. You know, so um, that's uh, kind of my perspective. I know Phil over there in uh, the UK. Uh, it seems like a lot of climate protesting and stuff is going on there. I don't know if that's just happens to be the news articles that, that I'm, I'm just getting my attention, but it does seem like it's ramped up there. Why are people there seem to be so freaked out about climate change, even more than, uh, the people here in, in the U.S.? Ricky, I wish they were the mob though. I really do. Cause I would get something for my taxes. Okay. Uh, you get something when you get taxed by actual, you know, regular street level guys. It's nice. Uh, interesting to me that nobody sees that there's got to be something different. There's a bit of exhaustion here in, in different places, different regions. You got different reactions to all these rollouts that happen, right? The COVID thing, not everybody's going to submit to that again. I live in Georgia. We basically ignored it. <laughs> You know, I mean, it was for a couple of months here, whereas everybody else had to suffer it for over a year, two years. I'm not sure. Uh, it, it's it's a weird regional thing. They're beta testing all kinds of different things right now, it looks like to me. And they haven't chosen the direction yet. I think we're going to have a new catalyst, a new event. There has to be a new event that brings it all together. And the fact that uh, we're, we're watching, you know, the slow motion uh, controlled demolition of anything re re resembling an economy is uh, no coincidence. I think that's part of the pressure that's going to be put on us, but it's not the main story. And, you know, 
it's just going to be a lot of rule changes in this coming year. A lot of things are going to shift. The paradigms are going to be twisted again. And uh, that's, that's, I think, what's coming up more than anything. They're not going to repeat exactly uh, because people are tired. People are tired one way or another. Even, even the sheep don't want to walk in line no more. I agree with that. Uh, I also, man, have a very spiritual view of this whole thing. And, you know, I, my whole opinion will be th is this. And w if I give up all hope, my show's done. It's, I'm never going to do it again. You won't see me on this show again. I'm not going to do any of it. I'll be just living in the forest, you know, you know, piling gold and guns and just waiting for somebody to come through the log cabin. But uh, for me, man, this is spiritual. You know, you get in Vedic astrology, you get all this stuff. And I think that we're entering a time of awakening and they're trying to act like they're causing everything when they know time is going. And I I think we're going to win. I, I just believe in there's these rules, these laws of the universe. And, you know, Klaus Schwab's power bottom ass is not fucking bigger than the universe and the laws of the universe and the laws of the universe is love. And if you're doing all this crazy fallen angel watcher bullshit, uh, my humble opinion is that you're going to end up fucking losing unless we're, well, we're this, invented man. by the Demigurge. And then the, the narrative is about that, we're good. Do you remember when uh, Russia bombed Poland for like 10 minutes, but then that it fell apart in real time because there were so many people who shut that particular psyop down like as it was happening we're seeing more things like that the power that we have as the independent media and our ability to get actual information out despite the censorship that we've been facing has really never been more impactful uh, at least in terms of like potentially stopping planet killing scenarios feel so i agree with you 100 percent on that and i do think that uh, as long as people start to remember that everything that we need to do to shut all this down we've already done we've just got to get together and talk about it a little bit we'll we'll figure it out in, in that i have a question uh blind guy here he was from uk right so how is the propaganda he's from georgia. going he's oh, from yeah. georgia which is who, who was the UK pretty close no, phil didn't get to answer that question yeah. oh, okay that, that's why i was confused yeah, so the the propaganda did I jump somebody sorry the propaganda <laughs> here in Finland is uh they're going very very hard with this uh you're go not going to have power for like a few hours a few days a week now so I would like to know how the UK propaganda is going because everybody I talk to is like okay this is bullshit but we can't do much about it so I would like to hear how UK is handling the coming winter yeah, we're getting the same thing. These uh, warnings of rolling blackouts and uh, the electricity grid is doing sort of stress tests to uh, sort of simulate what things will be like if there's a downturn in the weather and shit like that. And my mate, y you can sign up with your supplier to like turn certain appliances off at peak times of the day and you'll get rewarded for good behavior and my mate sent me a screenshot of an offer he got from his supplier for this next test that's coming i think next week and if he's a good boy and he turns off his power hungry appliances at the allotted time he will receive 78 pence which is about a dollar <laughs> but yeah. people will do it uh, people will do it 
the the funny thing about Finland is because we have a new power nuclear power plant coming up, but for some reason we're going to testing now, so we can't start it up. And now they're saying first in January, because I guess they want rolling blackouts. So something fucked up is going on here. We you would be de- fine in this country if we just started that fucking nuclear plant, nuclear plant, but we won't because. Is he, and then the American psyop is now we're going to have domestic terrorists are going to attack the grid. So, and that's what it is, is a psyop. Well, they got to blame guys, that on Twitter uh, too. Oh yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> you guys in Dallas, you guys got this um, last year. You got a little taste of this with your grid going down for what? A couple days. Well, and, I mean, uh, luckily we weren't here yet. So we avoided that. Oh, but well, LA... Good. L.A. lost power regularly. Yes. Well, we also live in a ghetto in Texas, so our power actually yeah. goes out like once a week, and I have to go get someone to turn it back on. But nice. luckily, we missed the uh, the Snowmageddon or whatever the fuck dumb name they gave it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Greta was right. Who knows at this point? I think <laughs> the most important thing... Options. I think the most important thing we could be doing in 2023 is just focusing on how we can remove our dependence and reliance on these systems. I mean, that's like the number one thing for me. You know what I mean? Like... How do we like get like if we're at a job that's like forcing us to take injections, how do we find alternatives to that? How do we find alternative income streams? Like, and I'm curious to know for people around the world, like for us in America, it's like, well, then you just start a business. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know like what that looks like out there. You know what I mean? I, I was fortunate enough where I just started my own side hustle that turned into a business and then just like, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like, I don't want to have to rely on ever because I got fired too for, for not taking the injection. You know what I mean? And I don't want to be in that situation again. And I don't want to, you know, no matter where the uh, agenda goes or whatever they're trying to do to us, I don't want to be under the whim of some tyrannical government, like mandating something or some company mandating something. I'm just wondering, like, how viable is that to like people in like Canada or the UK? Like, you can, can you just like, is it, do you see unique challenges to like bec- your independence or what does that look like? You know what else? It's not going to remain viable long because the whole side hustle deal is, is under attack anyway. Yeah. Uh, with the changes in rules, with the way they're going to do PayPal now, it's going to be reported to the IRS at 600 bucks as opposed to the $20,000. All that, all your apps now, which we all knew, duh, they're going to track it all and it's all going to go into a database. It's going to be, you know, even less voluntary, the reporting on your taxes and you're going to get, you're going to get hurt. It's the way it is. Yeah, we don't need any of those apps, man. We just need to like like start networking and just doing like, you know, barter and trade with our neighbors and stuff. You know what I mean? Like setting up those systems now so that when it all comes down, like it'll be like, hey man, you got some eggs, like I'll help you with your with your yard work or something. You know what I mean? That's That's the thing you guys have better in in USA because there's so much more people. So you can find like ten thousand like minded people. We are five million in Finland. It's Mm. hard to find people around you. most people are scattered around the country so i think you're better off in your say in, in that regard cool i mean only fans is in europe too there right you go. Mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> well um, it's got to be a finnish version of farmers only <laughs> <laughs> i know uh Miriam and uh christy that they, they're constantly also keeping up with the, the news and the top stories that we started this show talking about what stories we thought were the most important in 2022 and maybe also some predictions. Do, do you uh, girls have any uh, stories you think should be, uh, you know, ones that we should make sure we don't remember or we don't forget and we remember and are going to be important for the future or anything like that. Miriam. 
Chrissy? Do you want to go, Chrissy? I mean, that's a that's a huge question. <laughs> for, for somebody that was, uh, for those of you that don't know, I was a longtime news anchor, 20 years in traditional news. And then I was just kind of like thrust into this independent news venture. And it's been insane just trying to learn the production, marketing, uh, all these different platforms. I mean, like half my days now spent uploading like my content or like adjusting it to um, the different things I can get away with. Like I have to have a different time amount and, and a different level of self-censorship on every different platform. So it's been so crazy. I just feel like it's been such a whirlwind the past year and a half that it's been just a day by day. It's hard to almost take a step back and see big picture like well what are we missing i think that i something that i tell my listeners all the time is to just don't ever like get sucked into thinking that any one person any one group is going to be your hero and be and be suspicious of everybody <laughs> you know um because i think that discernment the spiritual angle i think sam was touching upon a little bit is the biggest part of this i mean god has given us the ability to have discernment and i think that's so precious when we're trying to determine who we can and cannot trust and so i, I do think that there's there's grifters i do think that there's people that um are are very uh, popular that are saying the right things. And then you have to, well, how did, how were they able to get so popular? Maybe it's because they have our lessons or maybe it's because they're part of the, the system and the game, you know, um, I hate to have that pessimistic attitude, but um, after this, these past couple of years, it's, it's really hard not to have like, maybe I won't say pessimistic, but a realist attitude. I mean, everything leading up to the supposed red wave, I was like that negative Nelly being like, dude, I just don't see it. I don't see how they're going to allow it to happen. I'm like, look, they win either way. They either cheat again and they win or they um, uh, cheat again. And they, I mean, they, they, they win either way because then they can continue to cause conspiracy theories. I like, see, they're never going to accept it no matter what, you know? So, I mean, ultimately I just think that for myself, I've had to surrender all of this nonsense to, to God and being like, well, whatever happens, you're going to allow to happen. And like, um, like Scott was Scott, right. With rebunked. Yes, ma'am. Okay, thanks. Um, like he was saying, like, obviously we do need to do our parts and be prepared as much as we can as well. But I think that the the biggest thing is those person-to-person conversations, especially on the things that are just so blatant apparent, like asking people questions, um, the people that still are, like hold on to the vaccines and everything. If you just ask them very obvious questions now that the proof is on our side, you know, if the vaccines worked, why didn't they work? If the masks worked, why didn't they work? You know, um, and, and don't, I mean, and sometimes maybe our approach is too aggressive and we need to um, take kind of like j- just a, uh, like I said, like just a, a question angle where we're saying like, well, what do you, why do you think that, you know, there's these people that are just dying suddenly? Like, I mean, you surely you've noticed that there's all of these people that have just started dying all of a sudden. Like if, if it's not, you know, what, what I'm saying it is like, what is it then? And just at least spark critical thinking because I've had, I, I've talked to a bunch of people and they're just like, people die. That's yeah. all of it. I'm like, what? What? I mean, like we're talking like 30 year olds. And, yeah. People die. It's whatever it takes to admit they're not, they're not wrong to not have to admit they're wrong. That's what it is. But, 
But and I'm really with you on a lot of things. I, I, everything you're saying, I totally agree with. But for me, I just think we have to stop trying to save other people. I think people have to save themselves. You know, when I was lost in drugs and alcohol and all that stuff, and I couldn't stop doing it, like outside of like some people in recovery, like nobody was like, nobody did I, I had to save myself. And it's like, yeah. I really do believe the answer to the new world order is local, everything local. Uh, stop worrying about out here working here, making connections like Scott was talking about, selling, selling eggs, selling this, selling that. Everything to me is local. And it's just like, you know, it's like I, the prophet Eddie Bravo always says, man, you know, and I listen to that guy a lot. You can say he's crazy, but the guy's like crazy right on so much shit is that, you know what, man, if you don't get it by now, what can I do? And you're on your own journey. And there's a lot of people that their only investment in the future is to their last day. And in that, they they'll do whatever they can to move up the the social ladder the 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 business ladder whatever whatever occupation they're in that's all that matters to them is that that's why they co-sign on this cultural marxism because they just want to conform to what their bosses want them to believe but so i can't say them either because they don't see what the future is i think we have to focus on us and what's inside us and how we connect with everybody else to that point, though, there, I think you are right that there is a point at which you need to like kind of give up on, on certain people. Um, in the interest of, we don't know how bad it's going to get. I mean, for, for me and my family, we live in Texas, but we live in like the worst <laughs> armpit of liberalism ever. My kid's school has been a nightmare. And I guess it's made for some good fodder for news stories. I've been able to expose what's happening in, um, this school district, which is just, so absolutely insane that the the things that have gone on here and i'm um, at this point like we're we're done like i can't do it anymore i'm not gonna it, it's been some good lessons for my kids They're, they've been in certain cases little investigative reporters themselves um we've, we've been able and forced to have frank conversations but are, are good about getting them thinking and um but at this point i'm done like i can't I can't with these people anymore. I mean, they just re-put in all the same stupid school board members that it was so blatant. Like our superintendent knocked up um, a, a woman, um, impregnated her. There's texts of him out there and national making news of, of him threatening to um, come after her and to get an abortion. And he has a permanent restraining order uh, um, and they gave him a raise and, and they put him back in and they got all these, I'm like, I'm done. Like this is, absolutely estimated at this point so we're we're gonna um move south uh to the bastrop area of texas which is only like an hour south but um we're just i i can't do it anymore um with these people and and hope hope for a different because i did everything i could and went to all of these school board meetings and you just cannot break through these people like it's, it's insane so um we're gonna downsize and and we bought land and, and see what happens but yeah that's where i'm at that's awesome. And you also said that the, that we the information's on our side now. Like it's kind of the scales have tipped. You know what I mean? It really is. And so we're it's really powerful to see. I mean, just a few weeks ago, the uh, Washington Post came out with an article talking about how it is like a pandemic of the injected. Like all the people getting sick are are have taken the shot, right? Did you guys see this new thing that came but out? Did you see, wait a minute, though. But did you see, though, how they still were apologetic about it, though? In yeah. that article that you're talking about, they're like, oh, but it's it's because of boosters. Like it's like they still. Yeah. It, will not let it go and so they'll, it's like they'll, they'll, 
they'll twist and turn it just to the extreme. But the other one that came out recently, there's like a whole uh, paper that got published where it's talking about how they're literally trying to argue how uh, all of the death and injuries from the vaccine are from the anxiety <laughs> from vaccine misinformation. You guys see this? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's yeah. very scary. Yeah, dude. So like, that's how you know that the whole thing is collapsing is because they're literally trying to say that like, you know, anxiety from vaccine misinformation is causing blood clots, heart attacks, myocarditis and all this stuff. Well, you know what the word of the uh, of the year is, right? I do. I do. (laughs) What? Gaslighting. (laughs) It's the word of it is. Also, Fauci's going to retire, too. So, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, he. It, it was that was in the books. Uh, he he's come out with his piece de resistance after all the the viruses. I'm with Sam. I think this is a spiritual battle, and it's God told me get your house in order. Um, and if that means like, you know, I recently stopped talking to my dad. Uh, maybe some of you know my dad worked for Pfizer. He's a retired mecha- mechanical engineer. Also worked for Procter and Gamut. Gamble, um, J&J, Kraft, and uh, he spewed medical propaganda to me. And I just, when I hung up, I was like, oh, my dad's not real. Just like that campaign, the birds aren't real. My dad's not real. They're just on automatic. We each have our own karma and dharma. I'm, once I finish my George Floyd project, I'm going to actively try to kidnap someone back into and go back to Costa Rica and just live my life with the butterflies and the boars and watch it from deep in the jungle with, with optics fiber. If any of you are interested, I know people have families and are tied down for the fin that thinks that it's better in the cities with lots of people. I think it's great if you have expansiveness. And, and when I came to St. Augustine, I wanted to get local and show up. But I realized that if I were to show up and start spewing, you know, who's this chick? Uh, It's a big X on my back of like, oh, we know, you know, that that's the sense that I got as far as because it's pretty liberal too, even though overall Florida is more conservative. So I'm I'm all for uh, obviously the 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 less that we're dependent on the system and these corrupted systems that we complain about and have issues with the better but I, I'm also for constantly attempting to reach people to some extent like Christy said like there's definitely some people that aren't savable but there's also some people that don't seem savable that you end up just cracking away at their worldview and little by little we all contribute. Uh, I mean, I've said this over and over again uh, on my show and I'm sure on, on this show how important it is like all the work we've done, everybody on this call and everybody throughout the last couple of years. The reason why uh, you know, a Dr. Peter McCullough or a Dr. Robert Malone or end up being on a Rogan podcast or end up being household names. It was because before their household names, we were spreading their names and we were interviewing them and we were helping, you know, get the word out there. And many of us, we all know, because we, a lot of times, you know, throughout 2020, we were gathering together on this show to talk about it. The, the amount of resistance that we were dealing with, the amount of negativity, just because we were trying to, tell people what was really going on we we dealt with that and we fought back and it was really hard at the moment because you know many of us probably lost friends or you know or hurt relationships in our lives or you know ruined a holiday dinner but it, it all contributed to something positive and i think we got 
to where we are now, where we can, for the most part, if we're not in China, uh, leave, um, go to a grocery store without a mask and, and, and see people who are now much more open to what really happened in 2020. Uh, that was all because of all the work that we've done. And I don't want to give up on that. I think one of the reasons why I do my show and, and I, uh, you know, I, I love this show is because I think we do reach people and I think there are a lot of reachable people out there. And maybe it, it takes a little bit of time to get there, but you know, it might be this podcast. It might be the next podcast. It might be a documentary they run into, whatever it may be, but we're all helping chip away. And you don't know which podcast or which uh, researcher ends up getting through to the person, but you know, a lot of times we do. And so you're planting of- seeds. I, uh, by, by, I'm not personally saying let's not do our good work, but. You know, I'm not going to try personally to wake up my dad or people that are clearly invested in this brainwashing tale. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Really. No, it's okay. No, I was just going to say the the last thing was, uh, you know, and and take baby steps into it. You know, I think uh, we've all found that it's easier if you kind of like slowly get them, you know, uh, I guess exposed to this information instead of like just trying to like stuff their head down the rabbit hole immediately. Uh, I feel like, you know, a lot of like UFO and alien people, it's like they should take that approach. I, I some podcasts I was listening to, they were saying this, how like you meet somebody who, who believes in aliens and they're like, yeah, so there's 18 species of this and that. And they're from, you know, planet Zion. And I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I, I, I was thinking about that and I'm like, I hope I don't sound like that to some people where like, I'm just like information overload. You're just throwing them a bunch of stuff. And to us, like a lot of the information that we talk about on the show seems like just common information that we all should know but to the average normie like sometimes it is information overload they're like whoa whoa what like there's a link between this and that person and i love you said something about planting seeds because it was either you or charlie that i was talking about one time about how we can crack concrete with that without a problem because you can always find a bit of dirt and if you plant a good solid seed in between the slabs of concrete and something starts to grow, it will break it. I and like. It I, I think it's important for people to also recognize that everyone's a little different in how they receive this information. Some people, you got to scare the shit out of them with it. I don't like that tactic, but that's how they respond. Some people need all the facts. Other people need to see you mocking it. And the con- I don't think we need to forget about the, how important comedy is and pointing out how preposterous a lot of this shit is that these people are talking about in the mainstream media. And I think we need to mock them. I think the importance of comedy in reaching a whole new segment of people that immediately put up barriers when you start talking about statistics and FDA and CDC, you can hit them from a different direction. If you're funny, we've watched that. We've watched this, uh, the explosion Uh, prime example. In fuck, great timing too, since we've got you here. Alex Stein. Um, and <laughs> yeah, we saw. Oh, a, we saw. He's a, he's a pretty good example of that. I know you, Brandon. What do you? I know you guys are working together on a, on a show. But like, I, to mm-hmm. watch that guy crack the mainstream, but with ridiculous performance art, was genius because you realized that he hit a whole segment of people that like statistics just weren't going to work for. You know? Yeah, I mean, what he did was he just, he's a mirror. He's showing them how ridiculous they are. Like, you're stupid. Stop it. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no statistic going to be able to give these people, like, outside of them dying that would make them believe it. You just be like, you're dumb. 
knock or, it off. Or in the case of Alex today, he ran into Barstool with a with a homeless man Dude, who whose pants were falling that is off and so started yelling. Funny. Yeah, I don't know. I do know he broke into Barstool. Yeah, I just I saw that on Twitter. I went to show it to Brandon. I was like, did Alex fucking do this? And like, yeah, it looks that way. Yeah, well, good luck with your show with him. That'll be fun. Oh, it's gonna be in. it's gonna be good times. We got the new set being built. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Sure. But yeah. but uh, but again, I just think it's important for us if we're really going to be sincere about trying to reach as many people as possible. Rem- reminding ourselves that everybody reacts a little differently. You know, everyone has different sort of mechanisms that get their attention, and some people can't be reached by fear or or or, or numbers, but uh, but other ways. And some people just you're never going to reach them. And and I've I've found that like to prioritize my time and my you know re- re- retain what's left of my sanity. Like there are just some people that it. I'm not even going to focus on. I'm not even going to worry about that. And I think that's okay too, recognizing some people that just aren't going to want to hear you and not to invest your energy in trying to convert people into, or at least not convert, but just, you know, explain to them what you're seeing because they just don't want to see it. I'm with you. There's a big segment of people who are just humorless at this point. Like they've forgotten how to laugh. That's true. Yeah, it's called the left. I've been kind of fascinated (laughs) by the whole sugar. I've been fascinated by the whole kind of team mentality of society. I come from, I mean, I'm living in Texas now, but I was raised in Northwest Ohio and I grew up with a fierce rivalry between Michigan and Ohio state. And it's like people eat, sleep. My uncle once got in a fist fight at Chrysler. He used to work there over friggin' Ohio state versus Michigan. I mean, the, and I've noticed this like across, not just in, in the Midwest, but across our, um, America as a society. And I don't know how much of this, this is the case in other areas, but just this like crazy desire to have this team mentality and you, you stick by your team no matter what, whether it be sports. And in this case, I feel like it became um, like team masks versus team, not masking. It's like people did not want to give up their loyalty to their team. And I don't know what the psychology is behind that, but um I mean, that was, that's really struck me. And it, and for me, like, I find myself arguing the most with guys I've known that are like sports fans, like the sports anchor that I, that I used to work with. It was so team Fauci team, like Trump should never be allowed to be seen ever in public, even though he's a former sitting president, like so team that, and I, I mean, I called him on it. I'm like, is it because you're a sports anchor like that you like this is the team that you've picked and like no matter what logic or reason I would ever present to you like you're just going to stay on this team I mean it's just crazy to me but to your point about like wanting to mock people I mean since I'm I'm among friends right now is anyone else really struggling with like wanting to go back to some of these people that gave you such a hard time and and, and shove it in their face because yes. I'm at that point like I like was I was still a tr- the main head news anchor in California when these people I worked with in Ohio, I, I noticed one of the reporters that I actually kind of like mentored. He was a very good reporter. And he did this like super sensationalized interview with Rudy Giuliani and, and totally like tried to make a fool out of Rudy Giuliani when he was presenting the laptop evidence. And um, again, I was still in traditional journalism when I like got into a Twitter battle. Like, I'm like, wow, this is, this is not real journalism. I'm like, you, you already had your preconceived notions. You didn't allow him to share the evidence. You just, you mocked your guest. And, and he, 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 and this is somebody that like 
valued my opinion that that wanted me to be his mentor at one point and he totally turned to me he's like well good thing you're not in ohio anymore to like spread your disinformation i'm like what have i ever like to this day can anyone ever point to anything i've been been you know wrong on like i mean i mean i'm sure there has been a time but no one's ever been able to like point to any report i've ever done um and point to like a major mistake i've ever made i've been fortunate i guess in, in that and, and for people to just throw that out because I was on the wrong team. I mean, I have been, I've had to like resist everything within me to like go back to this person and be like, what now? You know what I mean, I told you that you should not have like stood on this and made a fool out of yourself by being completely biased and just sensationalizing an interview. And look what happened. I was right on the whole thing. It would have been better for you to just like do the, do the interview and get, try and get both sides. It's funny when, when the, the 2020 elections were going on, there was this, there was this uh, mentality that some people had that they said, uh, I wear a mask so that I'm not mistaken for being a Trump supporter. And I thought, oh, that's a really fascinating way to interpret that. Mm-hmm. So, like, so even the 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 science got politicized and and put in right versus left, uh, you know, blue team versus red team. So that it was like you weren't just showing that you were on team science, but you were showing that you were on team Democrat or whatever by wearing the mask and doing all these things. So it was like, it was a bit of performance art. It was like walking around with your own personal um, political sign from your front yard strapped to your face. It was a really yeah, it was weird putting the bumper stick. It was putting the bumper sticker on the other end. I yeah, invented yeah. A, a word for that called spartisanship because that SPARS 2017 document made it very clear on Johns Hopkins website, made it very clear that they just decide an issue and decide which side of the political spectrum to put it on. And then they can count on all those people to love it and all the other people to hate it. So if you think you're going to get less than 50% compliance, just hang it on to one of the parties and you'll get 50% overnight. I'm glad wow. you brought that up. That SPARS document is so important. And it's almost like I want to print it out and just pass it out to people as as if it's a history book. It's a script. Yeah. I find it interesting that the the section where they talked about having entertainers, they had the rapper, right? And they named him BZ. Yeah, right. Yes. um, You know, when I was in the service, I was a chemical weapons uh, lab tech, right? So I'm very familiar with the BZ is. And for those that don't know it, it's a chemical agent, which is a decapacitator. And it makes acid 25, LSD 25 look like child's play. I mean, this stuff will whack you out for a long time. And they, oh, I thought it was just a takeoff on Jay-Z. No, if they, BZ, think about that. A chemical agent, which is a compass, decapacitator, which is highly hallucinogenic is used to influence the people to take the vaccine. I just found that an interesting little point. And they use the same Twitter hashtags, hashtag vaccines work in the SPARS pandemic document and in real life. Well, yeah, I'm sure that was a close. You have to give uh, slides too because Yeezy and Jay-Z, so you got one for one persuasion and one for the opposite persuasion. There we go. Know what I mean? <laughs> I've tried to get so many people to read that document because it literally is prophetic and reads like a script between that and um, event 201. Either these people are extremely brilliant foreseeing with all their science and their technology, or they knew something that we didn't know about what was going to happen. And my gut feeling says, that's all I got to go by. Which document are you talking about? And did you, um, the spars, the spars. Uh, I don't know if I know. You haven't seen it. Okay. Oh. Let me, let me try to pull can it you up. You put it in the chat so I can save it. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's about an 80-page PDF. You can read it. Actually, just coincidental timing. My Friday a- episode of Macroaggressions was a f- flashback Friday, and it's an interview I did with Mike Halpern uh, from InfoWars, who was there. He broke that not broke the, he, he did this big story with alex and rob do and it went like super viral and i said all right well come on and explain it to me and i read the document in advance of it and it's it's fascinating man and, and, and of his, course we have another one happening right his work making, really focused on like the vaccine injuries and how they address that and, like how yeah. should we come out and should we um thank people who are vaccine injured for having been first movers before the science was in or should we just remain silent but they didn't focus on the fact that the whole thing was like a 12 step focus on like focus group on how to work the propaganda, even to the point where one of the chapters was about what if there's a major ice storm in a place that's not used to major ice storms, just as vaccines are rolling out, how will we propagandize people who don't have screens? And then Texas happened like literally that month. It it was meant to be a, a, a melding together of, the media and the pharmaceutical industry so that they would have practice at the messaging of what they were going to be talking about. When we say this uh, or when we do this, then what's the messaging going to be from the media? How are we going to keep it consistent? What happens when things go wrong and then things go wrong and then the media has to re- respond to that? So it is, it's, it's discussing how they're going to roll it out, what tactics they're going to use, who the influencers will be, what the methods will be for getting a rush to market vaccine. And then, uh-oh, guess what happens a couple of years in? The wheels start coming off. It becomes obvious that this is cut caused from the vaccine. They start throwing people out as sacrificial lambs, like the head, the, the, the fictional, like the Fauci character, the you know, celebrity doctor, the head of the CDC, all these people get axed. And it's like, and scene, you know, like, and it ends there. And you're like, what happens next? You're like, well, I don't know. So. Well, what's this last one? The, the one that just happened, the contagion. Catastrophic the contagion. Children. For the children, is there? I haven't looked at the PDF. Well, it ends with fifteen just, million. Just children. heads up, Christy. When you start reading this, you might yeah. get uh, back on your day someday. If you have, if you're wrong, and you go tell your friends, I told you so. They say, but <laughs> yeah. you also said this. So. That Sears thing is interesting because it does talk about kids getting sick, and I feel like they've primed them. Yeah, the That's prophylactic right. gene therapy that lowers your immune responses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Has anyone has anyone found out what Gates was saying there yet? Because what, from what I've heard, they haven't released what he was saying in his speech. Which which so speech? Crickets. Like, yeah, cr- I don't have crickets. anything from him. <laughs> I'm curious. Like where where was he speaking? And what this day? was uh, this, Brussels, this, Belgium, October okay. 23rd, 2022. Oh. So it was just which recently. evil Bill Gates are we talking about? <laughs> that we're, Bill Gates yeah. or the evil one in Arizona? <laughs> we're, we're we're talking. Yeah, the, we're talking the about the original. We're talking about the original the gangster. Original. Can you believe that though? That that these two evil men have the same stinking name. Same. I just uh, I just had a um, a colleague who is a health practitioner. She made a post and it went viral. And then I was only reading it in a children's health defense group that I'm in. And she she went for an ozone treatment and the therapist couldn't get the vein. Basically, she has produced these blood worms and she's not vaccinated. And we're trying to find, I'm trying to help her find a, a lab to send these. So I tried to reach Mike Adams, but 
I posted a picture on my uh, Twitter feed, my backup Twitter feed, but they look exactly like these clots. So shedding is very real. Maybe some of you have experience. Same, same thing with those really fast cancers. Like has yeah. everybody here known somebody who had zero cancer to death or near, yeah. you know, getting there like in the past year? I, I've known, I know like maybe six people like that. Four of them were vaxxed and two of them were unvaxxed. And I'm actually having a guy, a doctor on in January who's done a lot of research on this. He's like, it's because they both do it because it's the same thing. Right. You know, it's the bioweapon does it. And then the, yeah. you know, I, like uh, intravenously administered bioweapon also does it. Deborah Burks's dream, her wet dream, the asymptomatic I spread when she tried to convince us that the healthy sick are contagious. I have had a shedding is a big reason why. I started to get into terrain theory. I'm like, okay, this thing's shedding. That yeah. sounds like what everybody who's ever come on my show was talking what terrain theory is, which is basically I my I basically kick it off in you. I don't like the notion like I mean, I'm sorry, we had a virologist on here that wouldn't shut up one time. Nice guy, but he kept going. <laughs> and I point blank asked him. Where is the where is the 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 time that they isolated the virus and he like river danced around the answer and he never would tell us when was the experiment where the study that they isolated COVID it just they never did it so when I hear about vaccine shedding that sounds to me like terrain theory like your my body kicks we just are connected it's like when women's cycles when they live together. They, you know, they, they sync up. They don't have a discussion about it. So for me, that's very much like, I mean, people go, man, is everything conspiracy? Yeah. yeah. Literally everything's a conspiracy. See, with all and the it's vaccines. Like, well, the sooner you start realizing this, the sooner you can start figuring out what's going on. See, with, with all the vaccines, I, I've been watching this the past couple of years because I, I, I have three kids, the youngest one, not vaccinated, right? But he plays with other kids. Some of them are vaccinated. When does he get sick? When he's around the kids who just got shots. It's just that simple, right? So he ends up picking up the disease that they just got immunized for. Right. Watch it happen all the time. Yeah. You know? I actually am thinking that not only this contagion is a gain of function, but actual viral illness is a gain of function because you go back to the Spanish flu and other experiments over the years. The great David Crow used to talk about this. Like they could not, you could not cough in somebody's face and get them sick. You just could not. And I feel like I had a vaccinated person cough in my face and I got sick. And I was like, so does that mean viruses are real or what? And I also found something from the eighties saying there were these patents on the bioweapons that would get people sick and then also the antidotes and all that. And it really looked like they had developed this kind of thing, a contagious whatever that you want to call it. You can't really call it a vaccine, but like a contagious thing. And I'm starting to think that they've actually invented this thing that they had, you know, literally invented this thing that they had just, you know, had made a myth of earlier. I mean, as a possibly because the contagious vaccines, I think, are were a stated goal of gain of yes, function research. I believe so. I agree with you, Monica. Well, well was, and so was the self-spreading vaccine. Uh, well, the, yeah. No, I was just—that's the same thing, though. I think. 
like you get people who are vaccinated give you whatever it is that was in the vaccine and then you've got it. No, no just through the, the air thing? or through the blood or like does did this person Marion I mean, have uh, have yeah. sex with the vaccinated no, person? No, she like, didn't have I I'm, I need to interview her. She thinks it's probably maybe 5G. Um we don't know. We're trying to figure out but she's not vaccinated. She, uh, she's not had covid, but I don't know all the ins ins and outs. She's in Santa Monica in California. I think uh, that's the big question is is if, is it going to be limited if you don't have, you know, in, intimate contact with somebody, like, is it still going to be as bad? You know, I want or, I want to say, like, for the, you know, now the mRNA investigational flu, I pretend that I'm whoring myself or my non-existent child and record these conversations. And so for the mRNA, uh, then they send me the adverse re reactions and it says, do not um, give sperm for 28 days and um, do not um, if you're pregnant it's interesting because it says on the on the focus groups not to engage if you're pregnant but then when it comes these vaccines they're like oh immunocompromised you can get jabbed pregnant you can get jabbed all the people that shouldn't get jabbed and uh, because people don't know how to discern a hundred percent they're listening to people or they're giving them 80 percent truth 90 percent truth but not the whole truth um tim pool was uh was shitting on died suddenly and was suggesting that these embalmers got together to conspire and that there's no validity i think that's very dangerous to say shit like that he does never there's some people who will never come out and say this vaccine is a jab from hell or this, you know, they only give you certain because they're grifting. Yeah, can well, I, I seem, can I seem for team? Safe danger, I call it. It's safe danger. The, 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 there's a safe, dangerous things to talk about that very big shows are willing to talk about. And then, sorry to cut you off, Ronnie, I'll just real quick, but, you know, safe danger. And then once people like us, make it more mainstream then they jump in on it once it's not a cancelable offense but they're at such a high level with so much money coming in they just don't want to ruin their jobs and that's just really what happens i don't think anybody's i just think they're business people and i you know within comedy there's some people i love to death they're wonderful but they do safe dangerous and they'll talk about stuff that once we all agree is kind of fucked up and, and and safe to talk about because it's it's in the pop culture, but not until then. Sorry, Ronnie. I, you I, yeah, I, I agree. And also with Tim Pool, he has two different shows. The show on YouTube, it's it's like a whole different show. When he goes uncensored on his own platform, I feel like he's not afraid, and he is very. Oh, he, he has Luke here there, so they're very cons like conspiracy minded. Even though he's not fully there yet, but he's coming. To, I feel he's like coming he's to always on the fence. He's always going to be on. Yeah, the fence. he plays the middle of the line. He's that's why he's so good. And I still, I, I watch, I watch, but don't go to the extent of having Doctor Drew two years later. Seriously, like two months ago, Doctor Drew was like telling seventy-year-olds to go get the jab. Like that's a little too much. Um, yeah, but Ari, is it? Isn't it better than late than never? Depends if you're six feet under the ground. It depends if they admit that they were wrong about it, and they usually don't. So that's. Different. It also depends if you're 
always late and the the uh, there's no real difference between the never and when you show up do you know what i mean or like yeah, I mean, I'm right around the time that you wait till it's safe and you get the right around the time that you think it you know you might start to see that person show up something new happens and then they go all the way back to square one and do all of the same partisan hackery that they did for two, three, four years. And then maybe they start to get it, which by then the next thing that sends them back and their audiences all the way back to square one happens again. So I don't know, man. I mean, that's that's what I see, but uh, it could be different. We're the Can all- I ask a question? Yeah, sorry. We take the bullets and then they come in afterwards when it's safe. And that's the thing about Tim Pool and a lot of these guys. Like we were doing it when it was hard to do it. Like now they're coming out when it, like Sam was saying, it's easy now. It's not that controversial. It's not going to, you know, many of the things that you can say now on YouTube, you know, many of us were getting our channels deleted just for even mentioning so it's just to me again i don't give these guys a lot of credit for now like like Miriam said two years later now you're talking about something that's pretty much obvious that you almost seem like an idiot if you go and if you're still holding on you know to the other perspective so to me it's like yeah you should have done it when you could have prevented some people from maybe taking the jab you could have prevented some people from you know, from just going along with the mainstream narrative and that you didn't contribute to that as much as you could have, because like Sam said, I think in many cases, they're afraid of, of taking that leap because of what could happen. And I mean, some of it, uh, I don't understand because, you know, some people are at a celebrity level that I can't quite understand the responsibility of all the viewers and all the people who listen to them. But I'm sure that contributes to some of it too. Like you have a lot of people listening. A lot of people are going to take um, your opinion to heart. I'm sure that makes you a little hesitant to like maybe jump right in as quickly as maybe some of us will, but you shouldn't be this late, you know? So I can, I can relate or I can understand and I can be sympathetic to an extent, but like Miriam said, some people who are doing it now because it's safe to do it. I mean, Elon Musk is now tweeting <laughs> Fauci should go to prison or whatever. Like now that's when you're saying yeah. it, you know, you're saying it when you, even the guy, you know, uh, the Tesla guy is now doing it. So um, it's like, do it when it was hard. Do it when you could have maybe prevented some people from losing their jobs, prevented some people from, you know, taking it because they were believing what was going on on the news. So before we move on, how long a time period do we have on this? Like six months? If you're later than that, you should like no redemption or how how do we? No, I think if I can say it's more than that, like it's very clear. Tim knows what's going on and I understand he's a businessman. Kudos. It's it's not like, oh, I just found this out and I'm sharing it. it. This is a conscious decision to ride both sides. That's why he's so been huge. doing this since Occupy. He's been yeah. doing this exact same thing since Occupy. He's making a very valid point. It's not about quantifying a timeline. It's about like, were you sincerely tricked? I mean, look right. at uh, look at uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Dore. I mean, right. Dore, he obviously got the vaccine. So he believed a lot of uh, the mainstream narrative. And then he, he, you know, was honest with like, hey, I messed up. And 
I don't think Tim Pool is is all of a sudden figuring this stuff out. I just think he's he thinks it's safe now to talk about it, and that's the part that I think you know we don't respect as much. You know, and well, yeah, that's Ricky. I mean that's the only reason I'm bringing up the 12 year history of him doing this exact same thing of you know playing both sides, waiting till it's safe to talk about one side. He's got uh, some very very much more like gnarlier shit. Uh, on him going back to the Occupy days, but uh, it's just that's how. But that's how media works. That's how the game works. Like Christy could speak to that probably better. But I mean, if you want to stay in that realm, if you want to have an algorithmically friendly channel, if you want to make sure that you have one of the more successful Patreons or whatever, you are going to make sure that not only are you within the allowable parameters of conversation, you want to be the people that are setting them. Like that's winning at the game is defining when it's safe to talk about something and when it's conspiracy to talk about something. I'm sorry, I can't take any more of this bashing of people who got things maybe slightly wrong <laughs> during the last two years, right? We just need to have an amnesty. Oh, yes. Good idea. I've read that somewhere. Right. <laughs> We'll tap on the ring. Well, can can I ask you all? Maybe I'm sorry if, if you spoke to this about Elon. Until one, until I get my Twitter back, and any of my colleagues, like who is believing this guy? Who is believing this globalist um, that he's going to restore single handedly free speech? So my question is, it's going to eventually become obvious like when is this jig gonna be up that nothing's gonna be changed or I is am i, I wrong I, I think he's going to restore free free speech because he needed for the we chat he's making because it's he, need, he needs the data he needs the data that's why yes, he's gonna restore free speech. so what by restoring charlie kirk oh um some people weren't amplified no shit, buddy we know all of this when are you going to act on it? I have only appealed seven times. I want my 30,000 followers and more so all my data back. So do you guys know anyone who's been restored? Yeah, my co-host, Joe. He was restored. Yeah, uh, I just got hit up by somebody who said after four years they got restored. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't like Joe just like got on there one day. He's like, oh, I got my account back. And I was like, okay, I'll you'll be banned again in a week. So I'll see you on the other side. But <laughs> <laughs> well, but Bryson went on Bryson went on Tim Pool and then got uh, banned. And, and of course, you know, just banning someone for like freedom of symbol. You like so yay got banned and supposedly is is uh, Elon Aurelian and um, so I, I, and I've gotten more spam than ever. So I don't know. I know people say that these, this Twitter files thing is kind of unnecessary because we already knew this, but I think there's a segment of the population that needs to hear it from like official sources for, for them to actually believe it. So I think it's not even meant for us. We knew this. I mean, this was obvious. We, if we weren't experiencing it ourselves firsthand, we knew people that were, so we recognized this a long, long time ago. I don't think this release was for us. We're all Let nodding me, our heads going, no shit. And it goes much deeper and it's not limited to Twitter. And, you know, we're already well ahead of this. But for a lot of normies out there, uh, they just 
they just need to hear this. But what, Charlie, what happens if if they read, they listen to, they see it and they think because, oh, look, Trump is back. Oh, look, Charlie Kirk is back. That means it's been fixed. But meanwhile, there's many of us who who it's not fixed is what I'm saying. Like, What if they look at it and they start to think that third party screenshots are source material and responsible journalism? Because that's what bothers me about the Twitter files is that you've got Matt Taibbi and Barry Jamie looked that up Weiss that are in charge of what is the information in the Twitter files which aren't even files because they're fucking screenshots all right, right? you can't you can't find you a GitHub address, shot my buddy. boy jamie bro <laughs> no 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 barry weiss that was the whole thing where she fucked oh. up on rogan and was like oh. called Asada toady and was like jamie go look up what that word is and you know whatever and just couldn't just sat there and melted on camera that's barry weiss that's who elon trusted along with matt taibbi to be in charge of all of the twitter files this partisan hack who right. had only knew that she was supposed to hate tulsi gabbard and when joe goes uh do you know what that word means she completely fell apart so that's i mean that's who's that's who's setting what this uh, really i can't tell you how fucking bothersome this is to me because now we've got people defending here's a goddamn screenshot as like this is journalism dude are you are you out of your mind so that's what you're teaching the next generation that's what you're teaching everybody going forward you don't need source material that's for suckers right. kid you've got matt taibbi with a hat that has his own initials on it in a logo like he's a goddamn rapper from 1993 you're gonna do that he's and he's he's the arbiter of truth okay okay well, yeah how did he choose which which journalist i want to i want to i was listening to dr shiva the other day do a live regardless of what you think of dr shiva and he was talking about this portal between the government and uh twitter and that document hasn't been shared so someone who works with him a, a young woman went and posted all along uh, elon's um page and the hosts for the initial twitter chat that they had i listened to it three and three and a half hours longer so the next day this woman was banned from from anything that elon does she can't like she can't retweet she's blocked from elon is that free speech meanwhile has anyone seen this document i i haven't seen it yet that's exemplifying the portal between the government and twitter Miriam, I think you have misunderstood free speech. Free speech means you can like Hillary or Trump. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, There's Finn. Parameters. I do know what you're talking about, though. I just did an inter interview with, with him recently as well, and he's got the whole diagram all out and everything. And I mean, I did find his interview that I did with him uh, pretty fascinating because he isn't afraid to call out the people who we're all expected to trust like like um and people that i myself have liked like tucker and glenn greenwald i mean yeah. glenn greenwald has had amazing things to say but i guess i can appreciate that dr shiva is like look i told these guys like two years ago and he he showed me the emails and i you know i, I shared that with my story and everything that he he told them about all this stuff stuff and now they're gonna act surprised by it you know and and he also 
broke down why the whole DHS hashtag DHS leaks and intercept getting credit for for all of that was a limited hangout situation because they were just giving some of the truth but not all of the truth. Yeah, that's because, the game. Yeah, you can't pierce the the veil and I'm not throwing out the baby with the bathwater and saying if someone but that's the way it is. That's you. I, I've learned that like it's it's a game. It's hard to pierce the veil, which you know it makes me think. Well, what's Ye all about? What is he a trap? Is he like how is he able to do this and stay still stay alive? Well, and he's we still fully in support of Balenciaga, right? For one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was also wearing an Adidas glove, which I was like, oh, I want one of those. Yeah. Oh, you're still. I thought you stopped representing Adidas, but you have this black glove with clearly an Adidas logo. That's product placement, yo. He's the new Michael Jackson. Hey, Christy, you should talk to Matt that's coming on because he has a system where you send him your video and he posts it everywhere. Yeah, I, I think that what, what, isn't that like the content safe or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's been in my like notes, like, and I'm just like every day I'm drowning in work to, to the point that I can't <laughs> even like help myself get a better system because I everything is so deadline focused. Um, but yeah, I know I need to do that. But part of my pr tr trouble with that that we touched upon, though, is it's difficult for me is that I do um, because I am still on some of the mainstream platforms like Facebook. Um, I, I do sometimes need totally different versions that I put on those. Um, even that, though, is becoming a joke, to be honest, because even though um, I'm still on some of these mainstream ones like Facebook, for example, I have nearly a hundred thousand and I would probably have double that if they didn't start suppressing me. I, when I first started going live on Facebook, I had thousands of people watching live at any one time. Now I have nearly a hundred thousand followers on Facebook. And like, I'm lucky if I have a hundred people watching, <laughs> like is annoying. It's annoying. Why won't you let me fucking advertise? Because they want you to lose money. Because they want you to lose money. They're losing money. It gets oh, there, worse, though, with, with Facebook. Facebook is yeah. like, I wish I had a good lawyer. I wish I could afford a good lawyer. But since I gave up half of my salary going from a, a main news anchor to going independent, um, I can't afford a good lawyer. But like, it's so bad that they, um, I'm approved for monetization. But because like there's limited eyes, I, I went, my first monetization paycheck was like $2,500. And I was like, this is great. Like, that's not bad. $2,500 a month. And then from the time that I started getting suppressed, like, I'm lucky if I get like maybe a couple hundred bucks a, a month, maybe mm -hmm. that. But mm -hmm. here's the here's the kicker that's absolutely insane. Um, Even though they'll trickle and I have no monetization, um, like, checks or anything, um, even though they'll like trickle me, throw some of that my way, um, I have all of these stars donations and they've never once paid me out on them. So I get earning statements. And so like all these people have donated and, and I'm getting monthly earning statements and they've never paid me out. And they give me the runaround every time I complain and it takes too much time for me to 
deal with anymore. But I, I'm like, this is this is defrauding not only me, but the people that think that they're donating mm-hmm. to me. And you guys are just pocketing the money because they give me the runaround. It's a different reason every time. Oh, you need to, you're not the owner of your account. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm Christy. Like, there's nobody uh. putting my account. It's, it's always, so it's like, I don't understand. How they do it. So I put like a stars message out that says like, don't bother sending stars because you're defrauding you and me. Like, cause they still won't give me a, a dime of that. It's been a year that they've done that. So yeah, it sucks because I put all this work into everything. And then I, I actually try and adapt things for Facebook, but they still, they have, I'm on a list somewhere. Same thing with Twitter. Like sure. it's, it's, I mean, I was guest hosting regularly, more so regularly on Infowars. And for me to have like 14,000 people, like doesn't, to me, doesn't make sense. Like, I, like I'm clearly on, on some bullshit. It's bullshit. Uh, I'm a public figure, been a journalist for almost 30 years and I can't get up. It's BS. And, but they teach you in journalism, big use, big numbers. 101 ways to get your man. It's all to, to fool people. They, they tell you that. So now, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all fuckery. It, it really sucks that the system is so against independents like that, that have integrity, that aren't grifters, that are just trying to get the truth out there. Um, that it's, the it's system right. is so stacked against us, you know? Yeah. I don't know when that, or if that will ever change. Brand, this do you is want the... to say anything? Who, me? Yeah, get in there. Well, I mean, I, I just think we all know that this 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 is going to be fun for the short term, watching people melt down over the Twitter files and all that. But we know this is going to be a, a ubiquitous system of social credit control. And they and they they showed us their hand in the Canadian peaceful convoy. I mean, that was my sort of like, you know, thing from 2022 is it was it was still only like, what, 10 months ago when that happened. But I mean, we lost hope in Canada. We gained hope when they they marched peacefully to the to the capital to have their bank accounts frozen or anybody who donated. So we know what they're going to do with this stuff. Right. So, Elon, I mean, he's 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 trolling well now, but I mean, we can't uh, think this isn't going to get pretty, pretty bad in a while. But I just think it's going to. You know, it's going to ramp up to the point where, like, we talked in the show tonight about people waking up and all that. And, but they're not going to stop pushing. So it's going to, it's going to just come to a, a point at some point where people are going to either be fed up and have to fight back a bit or just succumb to the, to globalist pressure. That's Where's your t shirt from, Graham? Uh, it's I had the same our, question. It's from yeah, our it's shop. I, I'll put a link in the in the yeah. notes. Actually, uh, if you go to Grimerica dot unvax, I think what is it here? Grimerica dot ca slash unvax. So U N V A X. It's gonna not last very long because we get it uh, canceled because of copyright issues for some reason because what? the design looks too similar to somebody else's. So it's up there oh. uh, now um, for a little while, but it will be gone soon. America dot say it again. C-A-A. C-A slash unvax. I'll put an I'll put a link here for you guys in the chat. Aaron, you want to jump in? You've been quietly uh by the way, the shirts make great Christmas presents. I'm just especially to your ride. vaccinated family members. <laughs> Pretty surreal. I mean, I've been listening to this show for ever since it started and now I'm on it, which is super bizarre. So well, I don't know. Are, are I'm you, just, I, I've just been like tracking with this. I mean, what were you saying, Ricky? Sorry. 
I was just gonna say, are you positive about the future? What, what oh, else? absolutely. Yeah, we got this in the bag. 100%. You know why? It's because their branding is terrible. Everything sounds the same and it sucks and it's boring. And they've been using it for like literally 20 years and they won't change it up because they're not creative. I don't know. But it just feels like everyone up around me. You know how many people I, to go back to what Charlie was saying about humor, it's like, do you know how many people I red pilled with that Jim Brewer special? Like two whole families. I just sat them down. And I said, listen to this. And they all just laughed their asses off. They needed it so bad. So. That's beautiful. That's just a good one. The I, newest one, I, I'm guessing. Sam, well, obviously, that's a, a big part of of getting through to people. Is you know, if you if you're just lecturing somebody, a lot of times people get defensive. They get turned off. Their ego gets in the way. They don't want to be wrong about something, or they're tribalistic. Pers- uh, uh, tendencies of like being on another team, they'll resist what you're saying. But if you come at it with humor, it's amazing how people will be much more open. You know, if you're kind of making humor out of it, H- has that helped you? Because I mean, one of the reasons I think people love your show, uh, one of many, the t- tinfoil hat, is because it's it's a lot of information with a lot of humor. You know what I mean? It's never serious for too long. It's a good mix. You could send it to somebody and even if they disagreed completely, they wouldn't be offended by it. They wouldn't, you know, they don't have the same reaction as if they were getting the same information from somebody who's much more monotone or just trying to present information. Have you seen it as like throughout the last couple of years, uh, your experiences with trying to get through to people the, the fact that you're mixing humor with it has helped quite a bit. Yeah, I do. I do really believe that. And uh, I think, you know, at very early I, I, I go, okay, what's, what's, how, what's my service to people. And I realize that like, there's so many great researchers here on this show. And to be honest with you, that's not my strong suit. So I go, what's my strong suit. And that is, being able to connect to people through comedy. So I've always said that Tim Pole Hat is and will always be the, you know, the the training wheels to conspiracy, the the shallow end of the pool to get you guys comfortable so you can go deeper in and then you can go on all your guys' podcasts and you won't be stunned by what's being said. So we've always had that. We were kind of like, we always wanted to be you know, the, the the show you can pass on to normies and have them listen to it and have a good time. I, I, that has always been my role. I remember when I was very young, I was watching HBO and they had an advertisement for a show. And I can't remember the show, but the trailer for the show had a line in it and it always stuck with me. And it was like, get them laughing, slip them the truth. And that's how it's always been for me. I'm not the smartest guy here. I'm functionally illiterate. I can't, I, I mean, the hardest part of my show is getting the guest name right because I'm just full of anxiety doing that. And once I get through that, we're okay. But that, I mean, that's really what it is. Break it down to its simplest form so it's easily digestible for people. So once they listen to my show for a little while, they can go on to shows that go a little deeper and uh, they can digest either some denser data or some darker data. And that's kind of been my role. Well, I think, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I think that um, comedians like you, Sam, are the bastions for free speech. 
I think you're probably going to be one of our last and only hopes in society if we're going to get through this thing. And I we're respect fucked. comedy. What? <laughs> I'm only kidding. I, I, I'm like, we're fucked. I'm only kidding, bud. Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I mean, because with what, what you're doing, what um, Chappelle's doing, and a lot of other ones is they're just constantly pushing that envelope. And the best way to, at least in my opinion, one of the best ways to get something through to a normie is to make them laugh because you can bring up subjects that you cannot bring up in any other context. So hats off to you, amigo. Keep up the good work. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I really hate that. And that is what I do on stage. And I am battling the forces of evil in Los Angeles to the point. I don't even like to go up in front of these crowds and it's gotten like, I don't like to sit there and go, Oh, they're stupid. They don't, they're just lost and scared. Like the psyop of canceling is so strong out here that the crowds don't want to laugh at it and the comics don't want to participate in it because they all think they're going to get canceled. And my question is, how are you getting canceled if no one's watching the news and nobody's and Twitter is kind of like losing its power in a weird way? Where like maybe these bots are going. Uh, some people don't think so. I, I I I like new Twitter. I have no faith in him, but I do like the illusion of new Twitter because I'm getting more engagement than ever. Like I, I mean, dude, they they I'm on my fifth Twitter account. So or like third or fourth or fifth something. I'm like I've lost control. But I like to go up on stage and say crazy, say real shit real shit now i don't try to be an edge lord and say edgy stuff for the sake of being edgy i say real shit and then i go look around the walls aren't bleeding nobody's hair's on fire you all had a laugh and it's okay you've created this system this political correctness that is based on nothing it's not real the notion that black people can't take a joke or Jews can't take a joke or or women can't take a joke or anything gays can't take a joke. It's ridiculous, bro. Now, yeah. Kanye, to me, is doing performance art. He wants to get out of his contracts. That's why he's saying all this shit. He's like, what can I say that will get me out of these contracts? And Kanye has been mentally and spiritually damaged by the loss of his mother. Okay, the fact that his wife will not allow him to see his kids. Yeah. Like somebody the other day was like, you hear Kim was so nice. She let him go to his kid's birthday party. Let him. Let, let him. him. Oh, isn't that so nice? Let him father go. How nice is she? Fuck out of here, man. So, I mean, if you have kids and you're a man and you know what it's like not to see your kids, it is brutal. It is brutal. So he's gone through that. And he just got snapped, and that that trainer of his is a is a MK Ultra agent. We all know that. So he's going through these things, and he want he said, "What is the worst thing I could say?" And I'm gonna fucking say it just to show you how much I'm gonna burn everything down. Sam, it's worse. It's worse. I just heard the other day from uh, Robert Barnes that uh, he owes fifty million in back taxes, and they're planning to put him in jail uh. twenty years. Ooh. And the only Does he escape- have 50 mil? Yeah, exactly. He's paid off. 
<laughs> the the, the only escape, the only escape he could have that might work is insanity. Aye. Just like when he was in Sacramento and he busted loose, and right after that, they blocked him up in the pin. He came out with that blonde hair, all different. You know, it's just interesting that you know, knowing what I know about and everybody else in this call about MK Ultra, um, when people get go to rehabilitation, sometimes I wonder what type of rehabilitation are they really going under. Well, Whitey Bulger, Unabomber. I mean, there's a lot of people throughout history that have links to MK Ultra. So that's, uh, you know, it's fascinating. And what's the gift that keeps giving? Uh, MK Ultra has covered up a lot of stuff over the years. You get the Clockwork Orange treatment. Oh yeah. Till they get back on the reservation, come back with their hair all dyed a different color, out of cedar cyanide. Nothing to see yeah, here. I feel like, you know, we talked about Jim Brewer. Obviously, you're, you're very outspoken and, and you're willing to, to talk about these things. And you're, uh, Chris Rock or, uh, or, yeah, right. It didn't, who, who no, not, uh, yeah, right. There's a couple of comedians that have been kind of outspoken a little bit, uh, recently. Like, do you see that comedy's kind of trending in that direction where you're, people are, you're starting to see comedians who are sick of being the status quo? And are actually pushing back because it's gone so ridiculously in the other direction. Uh, do you do you see things trending? In, in that? Yeah, I do, man. And let me just tell you something. the 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 leg the day of, in my humble opinion, legacy media blowing anybody up. I think coming to an end. I think the last one you will see, and I told her this because I love her very much, is Taylor Tomlinson. Uh, I think she's the last of the legacy media being. Uh, blown up so these people who like i see these wonderful people who like i know they're they're uh censoring themselves on stage and i want to go why are you censoring yourself like that old business model is dead it's just dead nobody's watching like i get like my friends i hear them talk all the time about the numbers that netflix specials are getting they're nobody's watching it you even have people who have huge podcasts do Netflix specials and nobody watches the specials. They've destroyed the brand so much. I call it Viacom virus. Netflix, Netflix got the Viacom virus. You know what Viacom and the woke people did to MTV and, and Comedy Central. Well, as that ship was starting to sink, all the rats left there and ran over to Netflix and started doing the exact same thing. And the two things that they did, they started doing really woke stuff. And what they did even worse is they stopped paying. They don't pay people. They don't pay anybody. Like you could have a show on Netflix and barely be able to pay your rent in LA because they don't want to pay anything. So now that whole system is crashing and burning and the, you have these wonderful YouTube channels. Everybody here has a wonderful brand and you have some, like Rockfin or Odyssey and we're, we're all starting to do really well over there. The old way of doing it is dead. Now, I would love to get more love on YouTube. I had Russian Vids guy on like three years ago talking about how uh, um, Rodney King was a hoax and wasn't a real person. I still have a strike from that on YouTube, and they won't let it go. So these, these super woke, sassy AIs with blue hair and a 
shirt that says the future is female just bang hit me on everything and so we think the twitter files are crazy imagine what's going on at youtube and google and facebook uh, I think twitter is really a distraction and i was going to say sam what you should be doing everybody should be doing take this window and start pumping your alt media channels it's working for other creators sticks hex and hammer has almost as big a following on BitChute as he does on YouTube. Yeah, unless you're still shadow banned. Right? <laughs> like the real real journalists out there. Yeah. I wanted to mention something you guys might be interested in because Darren's talking about Twitter, Miriam, and, and all that. We're, we're uh, permanently deleted or spent, suspended from Twitter. Um, and... Uh, Darren can't create any, so all of his Twitter accounts that he's tried to create on the same device, they're deleting. So they've somehow nailed his device, I guess the IP from his SIM card or something. And, and yeah, I, anything he does on that device now, they, they won't allow it. Yeah, the, they'll IP ban, they'll device ban. I know a number of people that have gone through that. My engagement on Twitter has been the same or worse since Elon took over. Uh, in fact, the, every time I promote anybody's show, not let alone mine, like the engagement on that plummets. Um, so anytime I try to put out content on <laughs> new Twitter, it, it gets suppressed, uh, more than it did under, and it's the same content. There's nothing, you know, it's not like we switched anything up. It's not like we're not routinely having on the same people. It's just what, what, the new allowable parameters of conversation are uh disclude channels that have traditionally been critical of elon musk and pointed out right. his connections to all of the other entities that he is in charge of right well yeah in my case i disappeared 10 minutes after calling out graphene oxide and asking about charles lieber elon's gonna let me in his fucking neural link is dependent on charles lieber's technology so how is that gonna bode down for me and just if i may sorry to bring up george floyd but um on friday they they um sentenced alexander kang the officer who's black so i'm I'm on the Webinex call to wait for the hearing and the hearing is late because the Bureau of Prisoners is having tech issues. And then I'm looking at my Twitter, it's 9.30 in the morning, someone tweets at me an ABC a tweet just in sentence three and a half years. I'm like, oh, uh, what? The hearing hasn't even started in an, an alternative universe. A journalist catching such a thing and getting evidence is news. But it was buried. Nobody, I couldn't get any help to get it out and buried. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, about Twitter, is it just me or do you guys also see every Elon tweet? <laughs> I feel like he's pushing. He has some algo that pushes out every tweet he makes. I was going to say that's the only a consistency in the logic as far as anything I can tell so far, even the banning, the lifting of the bands, the return to counts, all that stuff. I, I, I see people like Maria Heller still banned, but yet there's other people that, you know, were alt media in that way that, that didn't, uh, that, that came back. There's nothing consistent except all the Elon stuff is in your face. 
all the time, all day. Well, that's what it's all about. It's just about Elon. It's not about us. He's trying to piggyback on another movement to establish his own empire. Yeah. Well, he's, he's trying to be Tom from MySpace, right? He just wants to be everybody's friend. <laughs> yeah, Ain't you know, my friend. Zach um, Voorhees, the Google whistleblower, we were, we were living like a mile away from Twitter, went to apply wouldn't they want an amazing genius software engineer? They wrote to him and said, we don't think this is a good fit. Really? Why? Because he might suss out your crap, your, uh, you know, your um, shenanigans. Well, I don't think he, you know, the thing about Elon Trump, like all these characters, like a lot of times we, we want to, you know, I guess it's kind of like Chrissy said, like we get tribalistic where it's like we're either for or or against a, a specific person but i think you can look at like okay elon there's plenty of, of things that make zero sense about his history and all, all that stuff also the fact that he talks about the dangers of ai and then two seconds later he talks about his new project developing it you know it makes no sense but it doesn't mean that like all, everything he does is horrendous you know and i i think you know there are some things like you know, I think it was Charlie who was stating that some people need to see Elon talk about the things that we already know because maybe they'll believe it from, you know, Elon or Matt TV or whoever, and they need to hear it from those people, those experts per se. Uh, and so I, I think we can look at each specific thing and kind of judge it by itself instead of just saying, okay, this is coming from a person I don't like. So everything they do is crap, you know, and, you know, with Elon, like, I, I think it's, it's, it was pretty cool that he did write something about Fauci, you know, like it doesn't make me an Elon, well, uh, but I, I think what that, I, you know, what ahead. I just said shouldn't be taken to be that everything Elon says isn't useful. I'm just saying that we shouldn't really be leaning on that guy at all. I mean, take what you can, but get ready because it's not going to work out to our advantage in the long run. I just hope that I am fortunate enough to find myself a woman who it will go to the links to make excuses for me and defend me and and excuse away my shitty behavior like the Internet does for any billionaire, let alone Elon Musk. <laughs> well, that does happen. I mean, that's like that tribalistic thing where you have the people who, you know, he can do no wrong or he can do no right. And I think a lot of times you can find a, a happy medium with some people. Not, I mean, obviously, some people, it's quite obvious that it's a psyop or they're, they're not a, a good person. Uh, but I think with, you know, Elon's, it's just, it's very tribalistic. I mean, if you ever meet somebody who drives a Tesla, it's like you almost know everything about them. Like they love Elon. They, they yeah. love, you know, crypto. They're, you know, it's like they, it just, they have. I, I've dealt with the Elon crowd, especially on space missions like SpaceX and the Mars mission. And these guys are completely nuts. Uh, a mission to Mars, it's just going to be a tin can to death. But they will defend to no end that Mar Elon's going to take us to Mars. And like, no, that's not going to be happening. That's just PR. Yeah, same thing uh, with the Neuralace. I'll, I'll stand mm -hmm. in line and get a brain chip for Elon. Oh, no way. Uh, and, you know, another thing that I should point out about billionaires and elite high-level people, I I've heard someone summarize it this way. They're all really the same, but there's two different kinds. There's the Blofelds and there's the Batmans. 
They're both crazy. Yo, dude, all I know is that guy's got like 17 kids and he can't spend 10 minutes a day with any of them. So why the fuck would I think he gives uh, a damn about me or my speech or anything else? Well, because, because he wants to upload a, a, a proper sample to his Neuralink, not a, a biased, completely whacked out sample of humanity. He needs to clean up the system to get it uploaded, right? That's mm. my that's my conspiracy theory on it. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, a lot of these guys, I mean, the president of Brazil has been married like th four times and has kids with like everybody. And I mean, it's like anybody who's like really obsessed with power. And I don't care if you have multiple baby mamas. I care how you treat your children. Do you see what I'm saying? I Yeah. But I mean, chances are you're treating the children the way you're treating, you know, the women probably, you know, just don't really care that much. I, I mean, that's just my personal opinion for people in my personal life. It just seems like, you know, it's like you can't keep blaming the women or the women can't keep blaming the guy. Like if the common denominator is always you, you know, then once you're married like three, four times, maybe you should just give up. Either do some self-reflecting or just give up. Like it's it's not going to work. But, um, you know, we all make mistakes at least once or twice. But I mean, after a while, it's like, dude, give it up. Nobody agrees with me. Is everybody on this call? No, no. I, I, I'm. I have uh, children with two two girls, so I'm. I'm with you. But you're Finnish. Come on. Yeah. Come on, no, no, they're I, like Rastafarians. My, I had a next that was Finn. He had three. Finn's a Rastafarian. That's the most unlikely thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, it is known know? in sorry, it's known in Finland. My to be Rastafarian? No, to have multiple baby oh, mamas. It's not oh, okay. it's not a big deal in Finland. That's like a Finnish thing. Because yes. I have a Finnish Ew. last name. Does that mean I should get out and get a little busier? Your your yeah. unvaccinated sperm is going to be yeah. worth uh, a fortune That's and your O positive blood. Holler it's dude. Oh, I've got O positive blood. I'm unvaxxed. I think every guy on you're this call on a, set up a You're bank. sitting on a goddamn gold mine there. I think we should all just start a new <laughs> business, right? Name it some Union of the Unwanted Unvaxxed Sperm Bank. The coolest guys in the world will give it to you for a price, baby. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I want to buy your range. voice. Can I they buy call us voice? a bunch of jerk offs <laughs> already. They might you as can. well be right about it. Hey, let's plug some some uh, shows and let's wrap this baby up. Let's start with uh, over in the UK. Let him get back to sleep uh, with Amish Phil. What's going on over there? Are you what? <laughs> Sorry, your government's just such a fucking disaster. It makes ours look sane in comparison. But um, what's happening over there? Where can people find you? Theamisinquisition.com. Simple as that. It's I, a great uh, show. I, I uh, really appreciate the invite. I, I uh, When I saw the email from Ricky, I got a little quiver in my penis, as usual. and that ha He has that effect. Yeah, I had to his go answer. to his Instagram, his Instagram page, and yeah, finish myself off. You, know. up to his own, you should see his OnlyFans. Oh, well, uh, Ronnie, yeah. what's what's cooking in Finland? And thank you, thank you, Phil, for coming on. We appreciate you, Ronnie. What's Love cooking? It. Love hanging out with you guys. Take care. I'm sitting on the border to Russia, waiting for oh, the call. Are we delivering the, the nukes to you? Was is NATO delivering them to you, and then you're installing them? Yeah, in my backyard, awesome. my personal Fantastic. nukes. It's Live gonna stream, be awesome. Yeah. Where can people if, find you? If you want my nukes, head over to Enlighten Me with Ronnie. Every <laughs> every platform you can find, I have my nukes. 
See you there. Thank you so much. Uh, let's stay international with Gramerica. <laughs> the, most go, banned, the most banned Twitter account that I know, but you just keep coming back like a fungus. Oh, I don't think it's coming back anymore. I think, I think we're done. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gramerica.ca. We did a great show recently with... Uh, Rick McCoy, who's the son of Richard Floyd McCoy, uh, D.B. Cooper. So oh, that yeah, like a I long saw that. interview about the, the son of D.B. Cooper, if there's any D.B. Cooper fans in the States there. So, yeah, you can find all our stuff there, audiobooks, uh, both podcasts and our trips and, and events. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for having us on. Good to see you all. Thanks for coming on. Um, um, I'm going to see you in Mexico, Miriam. <laughs> We're both going to be speaking at Anarcapulco. Uh, first week of February, 2023, if people are interested, where can people find you? What's cooking with your George Floyd work? Is I'd it like, I'd like to have a quiver. Uh, you can find me on Miriam M-A-R-Y-A-M-H-E-N-E-I-N. I have a show on Rockfin on Fridays at 11 called truth lives here. George Floyd documentary.com. It will be dropping. January 15th, which is when I turned 50 years old. And um, yeah, you can sign up. And I'm about to sign with a distributor. Hopefully, I don't know if Sam's still here. Um, my my movies plus. Are you here, Sam? No, he dropped off. Okay. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. Yeah. Thank well, you very much for having I, me. I saw the footage, you know, you sent me a bunch of links and, and clips. It looks awesome. I will be excited to see it when it when it comes out. Uh, a couple of weeks ago on macroaggressions, I had Matt Raymer on uh, from Content Safe. What's new? I know you're coding away. I see your Telegram chats. Oh man, it's it's busting out. We've actually broken into the Trump uh, area, so I've got a lot of prospects over in the Trumposphere. Nice. <laughs> if people want their content backed up and distributed in a proper fashion. Content safe is the place to go, and Matt Raymer yeah. is the person to speak with about it. Make your life a yeah. lot easier. You know, we're we're here to help all of you, and we've got a lot of ideas on mm, platform promotion as well as uh, dealing with making yourself known. And uh, I'm happy to say that there are several people in this call that are our clients. So I'm looking forward to making more. Um. Uh, Charlie, I saw you on Sean Atwood the other day. Yeah, too much balls beautifulness for one telecast, I'll <laughs> tell you. Uh, you can reach me at contentsafe.co uh, or you can email me at matthew.ramer at uh, contentsafe.co. Thank you so much, Aaron. We're so grateful to have you. Where can people find you well, if they want to stalk you? I didn't say that much, but it's hard to know when to talk when you're on a Zoom call with everybody who likes to talk, right? Right. Yes. So, you just have to jump in sometimes. <laughs> my podcast is called We Talk About Dead People. It's a history podcast that's kind of silly, but uh, there's a lot of great information in there. We've been doing a lot of interviews recently, and we're looking for more people. So if you're interested, just email me at Aaron at wetalkaboutdeadpeople.com. Fantastic. Christy, where can people find you? Everywhere. No kidding. Nice. You, I'm everywhere. You get around, don't you? That's what I heard. No, um, I'm trying, man. Uh, I, I am. I mean, I'll admit it. I'm struggling lately. I'm just burnt out. Like I'm doing too much. I know I need to hook up with Matt Raymer, probably figure out yeah, how I can simplify my life. Um, 
But yeah, it's been such a wild ride from having a, a New York agent. <laughs> like for so many years, you know, who could, who could help me find money, who could help me like find jobs, you know, but um, definitely don't regret making this radical change in my life uh, because like no amount of money or even quality of life is worth having to lie to people and be a fake person. So Absolutely. I don't have any regrets about that. It's just a struggle, you know, sometimes. Um, which you guys yeah. all get and understand. Yeah. It's nice to talk to you. When guys. you join the alternative media, it makes you become self-sufficient and resourceful, and it you, it teaches you a lot about having to do a lot of the work yourself. You can't rely on other people to do it. Yeah. So I think in the long run, we'll all be better for it. We've been shadow banned and stepped on on all these different platforms and have had to find workarounds, and it's frustrating and super annoying. And but I think in the end, we're better for it. You know, we're, we're, I love that you said that because just as you were saying that, you're, I'm like, man, yeah, you are so right. Like, there's so many things I've learned that I never thought I could do. I mean, old dog, new tricks kind of a thing, you know? So it is nice that we are equipping ourselves for whatever's next. We're learning to adapt. And so, yeah, I love that you said that. Well, um, we're excited. To, we're excited to have you. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I go on the Ocelli effect and I don't know. I don't know. There's a little bit too much nonsense going on over there. <laughs> I always, I always feel a little bit guilty for having too much fun. And uh, so tell the people where they can find you if they want to get in on some of that action. Okay. So I just figured out how to change my name on these stupid zoom calls. Cause it, nice. it, it's going blind and I'm like, ah, that's right. My email. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, some people call me the blind JFK researcher. That's great and all. And there is some news. Nobody talked about that, but the Biden administration has three days, actually two days to, uh, answer a deadline on a lawsuit, uh, regarding, uh, files and all that. And, uh, nobody mentioned that we didn't get to it, but anyway, uh, I'm involved in that, and uh, I do my thing at Ocelli.com, O-C-H-E-L-L-I. I only use my name because uh, I figured nobody will steal it. So there you go. There you go. And the Nature Boy is is your right-hand man. Where Wednesday, can people find you? Yeah, a Wednesday night producer, but I do produce other podcasts over there as well, by the way, including Jack Blood and The Age of Transitions with uh, Aaron Franz. And uh Yeah. Yeah. Also this thing, uh, get mad with Chris Graves, which is interesting as well. Yep. Did that last week with him. That was fun. And just to do a shameless plug this Wednesday, the wild card night, we're having the incredible Mr. Ricardo Verandas on our show. So, Oh, nice. Yes. He's nice enough. I love having you guys on everybody on this whole community in this group are just great, great guests to have on. So thanks well, for letting me be part of it. And, um, you don't have to pressure Ricky to talk. You just have to wind him up a little bit and then he'll go. That's why Chuck and him get along so dang well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will be in studio next week uh, with the great Steve Poikinen on AM Wake Up in Rockfin in Las Vegas. The best live morning show that you need to be watching over on Rockfin. Isn't that right, Steve? Is that it or is, is that just too much? No, that's that's accurate. It is. Uh and you should do that. We are on Rockfin. We're also on Rumble. Uh our good friend Ryan Christian, last American Vagabond, is in with us usually every Tuesday. We'll have Dr. Peter McCullough back on tomorrow. Kurt Metzger, 
wonderful stand-up comedian is now going to be joining us pretty much every Wednesday. Um, good things all around. Uh, Midnight Mike here. It's been a, a frequent flyer on Fridays, and those shows are hands down like my favorite. We were yep. watching World Cup with Ricky last week. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's, it's a, a fun show. show. It's like, but you know how like they used to have Good Morning America and people would have it on for three hours, or it would be on. You'd watch it while you're getting dressed. I envision this, but this is for people with brains uh, and senses of humor. It's a fun show. You guys are up to no good over there, and I appreciate the fuck out of it. Heck yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike is running OBDM, the funniest podcast in the world. What say you, Mike? How was meeting Shatner? Shatner's awesome. He's my best friend now, but uh, he won't return my phone calls. But uh, we're, we're, we're live over there on OBDM Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then again, noon on Saturdays. Coming up real quick, uh, I'm going to be talking about Missing 411, military abductions and ley lines. And then we're going to sprinkle in all the current events, politics and fast food news for everyone. So you can check us out at obdmpod.com. I'm telling you, it is the funniest show, but you got to give it at least two episodes yeah. or it won't stick. Um, I want to mention some people that were here but uh, had to leave earlier. Monica Perez, Deep Dives with Monica Perez. Check her out. Sam Tripoli, Tinfoil Hat, Cash Daddies, a million other shows. Also, The Hidden in Plain Sight, guys, Perry and Brandon. That show is fucking hysterical. And uh, Brandon is producing Alex Stein's new show at Blaze TV, so... Um, I think it's going to be called Primetime with Alex Stein, but I think they're working on that right now. So, coming soon. And Macroaggressions, if you want to catch an episode that's coming out this Wednesday, it's about the absolute dumpster fire that is the city of San Francisco. Uh, I'm sorry if you live there, but uh, I, I just couldn't resist. You guys are a disaster. So, uh, check that out. You can find me on Twitter at Macroaggressions. If you are thinking about, why don't you just subscribe to this show, The Union of the Unwanted, as a podcast? Or if you're on Rockfin, uh, consider sharing it with people. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, all. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank happy you. holidays. Blessings. Yeah, happy holidays. Hope to see everybody in 2023. Oh, yes. Be safe. See you back 2022. I'm Jamie. Yeah, goodbye. Dick City. Take care, guys. Got the biggest cock. <laughs> you are functionally retarded. Hold my bag, bitch. I'm a spaz. Big old pecker. It was massive. <laughs>